open your Bibles once again to the book of Ephesians. We've been talking about the book of Ephesians for uh, forever, it seems like. And uh, we just can't seem to get past chapter 4. And uh, But anyway, hopefully tonight we're going to get past chapter 4 because we only like a few verses. And uh, But they're powerful verses. I mean, very powerful, very, very important that we grab hold of them and, and uh, learn these uh, verses of Scripture. And I'm, I'm going to read it, uh, Billy. I'm going to be doing it in the uh, Amplified Bible tonight. And uh, I'm going to start with verse 25. We've talked about everybody in the church knows that this book was written to the church at Ephesus, which it 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 it, it speaks to all of us. We are the church. In other words, what he wrote in this letter applies to us too. And so he was writing to Christian people. He was talking about people who are born again, who's made Jesus the Lord of their lives. And I'm going to start in verse 25. I, I, I don't want to go up no further for the sake of time tonight. It says in verse 25, it says, Therefore rejecting all falsity and being done with it, let everyone express the truth with his neighbor, for we're all parts of one body and members of one another. It says, When angry, do not sin. Do not ever let your wrath, your exasperation, your fury or indignation last until the sun goes down. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. It says, let the thief steal no more, but rather let him be industrious, uh, make, uh, making an honest living with his own hands so that he may be able to give to those in need. You know, we, we understand that giving is important. And uh, so he talks about giving and he says, listen, uh, labor with your hands, work with your hands, have something to give to those in need. And uh, we're all givers here. We give. We love to give and and uh, do what God's called and commissioned us to do. And uh, we're not we're not thieves. Praise God. Amen. And uh, but I'm not going to spend time on that. I'm going to let's jump down to verse 29. And it says this. Let no foul. Listen to this. Let no foul. Our polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing and give grace God's favor to those who hear it. Listen, we, we talk about the one thing we're using all the time. You know what we use all the time? Our mouth, our words, our speech, our talk. And he said, don't let no foul or polluting language ever per, uh, come out of your mouth. Actually, it says in, in uh, verse uh, 29 of the New King, uh, King James Version, it says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearer. In other words, God's not only concerned about you and what you're saying, He's concerned about the ones that's hearing you. He's thinking about the ones that are actually hearing what's coming out of your mouth. And he said, don't let that polluted language come out of your mouth. Uh, something that pollutes, uh, uh, when something's polluted, the whole thing's polluted. If you was to pollute, pollute a tank or, or if a well was polluted, the whole well would be polluted. Amen. And he said, don't let those things come out of your mouth. Listen, I found out and you found out we talk a whole lot about our mouths around here. We know our mouths are, uh, the, uh, uh, can be a very unruly thing. The Bible says in the book of James chapter three that it can be very unruly and it can be, uh, uh something that can set a whole forest on fire. And I'm telling you, if we're not careful, we, 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 our speech is not wholesome speech. Our speech is, is polluted speech. And, uh, what does it say? It says, don't let it ever come out of your mouth. That language, that speech. I've, t- I've said here uh, many times that we need to have faith talk. 
that we need to have faith thought. We're to be talking faith. Amen. You said, you mean we can talk faith all the time? Well, you can talk positive all the time. Amen. How many know positive is better than negative? Listen, I can talk both and have been and have done it and and have to catch myself. And then if I don't, if I go ahead and say something uh, wrong, which I do occasionally, don't stone me. I know you guys that got it all together. But the thing about it is I've learned to repent real quick. Repent real quick. Why? Because God is interested. And I found this out. I, I hear myself talk more than you hear me talk. He says, is that possible? It's possible. I hear what I say all the time. Right? And I know what's coming out of my mouth. And I know when it's good and I know when it's bad. I know when it's right and I know when it's wrong. Huh? Isn't it amazing how we got that guide on the inside of us called the Holy Spirit that'll check us when something's coming out of our mouth that's not supposed to be coming out of our mouth? Well, Paul is writing to Christian people. He's talking to born-again believers. He said, listen, you've got to guard what comes out of your mouth. Why? Because what's coming out of your mouth is framing your world. What's coming out of your mouth is literally setting the stage for your tomorrow. What's coming out of your mouth is setting up your future and your tomorrow. Amen? And so he said, watch and guard your mouth. I was, I was, uh, I was out yesterday feeding, I believe I was feeding the horses. I was out there doing something. I don't know what I was doing. And the Lord kind of spoke this to me. I was just walking around. Isn't it amazing how you can be walking around minding your own business and God will talk to you and God will speak up on the inside of you. I love it when God talks to me. I love it when he speaks something to me. And I actually went into my tack room and got a pencil and a piece of, paper that was in there and wrote what he said. And I was just uh, uh, walking around. I went in there, wrote it. And he, listen to what he said. He said, if you're not speaking what is beneficial, you might be speaking what is detrimental. If you're not speaking what is beneficial, you may be speaking what's detrimental to your circumstances. You may be speaking what's detrimental. So what's coming out of our mouth is going to either uh, 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 bring good are, are bad. Why? Because Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 12, he said, for out of the good treasure of man's heart, he'll bring forth good things. And out of the evil treasure of man's heart, he'll bring forth evil things. For he said, by your words or by what you say, you're either going to be condemned or you're going to be justified or acquitted by what comes out of your mouth. He said, listen, when you're talking the right things, guess what happens? Right things start happening. It's hard for us to imagine because we think, well, I tell you what, uh, if you just knew what I was going through, if you understood this, listen to me, God understands everything you're going through, everything you will ever go through. Huh? The word for Wednesday today was the, if y'all watched the word for Wednesday, it was how, it was the fact that I talked about how uh, Jesus said in the world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trials. You're going to have days of frustration. You're going to be days that you're distressed. You're going to have days, uh, those days in your life. You're going to have those days. I'm not prophesying that by no means. You know, I'm, I don't get up in the morning thinking this is going to be a bad day. I get up in the morning believing this is going to be my best day ever. Amen. Some people get up on, uh, and living on Murphy's Law. You know what Murphy's Law is? What will go wrong, what can go wrong, will go wrong. And that's the way they live. Every time they get up, well, I hope this don't happen. I believe this is going to happen. I, I, I'll probably have a flat tire when I get up in the morning. All this stuff like that. They don't understand what's coming out of their mouth is setting the course of that day. Huh? Paul said, don't let that speech come out. of He said, ever come out. 
So if I read that correct, then I can get to the place in my life that I never talk negative. Am I right? We obviously must can get to the place in our lives that we never talk negative. Or he wouldn't have said, of course, this is amplified, understand? He said, don't ever let it come out of your mouth. And listen to me, we can all make up our mind. The one good thing about God is this, is there's a forgiveness in God, a forgiving in God. And that we can always ask forgiveness because if not, I would, he, he might have, he might have put his thumb on me driving from, uh, uh, down that six complaining about the trucks driving slow and such as that. And I, I wasn't talking ugly or bad. I just said, I can't believe they, anyway, y'all know, y'all drive. Probably a lot like how y'all talk. Maybe. Well, if, if you keep it clean, I talk that way. But the thing about it is, he said, guard your, guard yourself, guard what you're saying, guard what, uh, guard what's coming out of your mouth. In fact, it says in James 1 9, uh, you, she'll put it up there, 119. And, uh, she'll put it in here in the Amplified. It says, understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense and to get angry. For a man's anger does not promote the righteousness God wishes and requires. So he said, "Be first of all, you need to be quick to hear, a good listener. And then he says, you've got to be slow to speak. Why? Because we've got to understand something that what we need to do is make sure that what's about to come out of our mouth is going to be beneficial to our welfare. Amen? You said, well, I don't know if I can hold my tongue like that. I... I <clears throat> If I'm thinking it, I just got to say it. Listen, that's a lie from the devil. If you're thinking, listen, you're not going to be judged by what you're thinking. Although what you're thinking, if you put words to it, will actually be what will become a reality in your life according to what Jesus said. So he said, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. So we got to, here's, here's basically what he's saying. Think before you talk. Think about what's about to come out. I said this before, I'm going to say it again because I'm up here. And uh, 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 I, I told you what Rusty, in fact, Rusty Martin's going to be here with us Sunday morning and Sunday night. Uh, and uh, I heard him preaching one day and, and uh, on a podcast, I was driving down the road, and he said, the, the thing that, here's why the devil wants you to, the devil will, will put thoughts in your mind. Has anybody ever figured that out yet? The devil will bring thoughts to your minds, crazy thoughts. Sometimes you think, my God, where'd that thought come from? That ain't my thought. I don't think like that. That's not the way I think. And uh, so he'll put those thoughts in your mind, and his goal is this. Here's what his desire is to get you to say them. He wants you to say them. He wants you to say what you're thinking, especially when it's negative. And says he wants you to say it. Here's why, because he's, here's what Rusty said, and of course it's true. He said, because the devil's not a creator, you are. The devil's not a creator, you are. Because you, with your words, create your world and create your life because Jesus said you can have what you say. You can have what you say. So if he can get you saying things that's not not beneficial to your welfare, then bless God, you can sit around all day long and say, I don't understand why these things are happening. I don't want to know why this is going on in my life. I don't know why we're broke all the time. I don't know why we're poor. I don't know why I'm always sick. I don't know why all these things are going on in my life. But if you look back and find out what speech is coming out of your mouth and what you're saying, listen, it's hard to say, it's hard to say you're healed when you're hurting and sick. It's hard to say I'm blessed financially when your pocketbook looks, you're broke. 
But what he's trying to say is this, you can call those things that be not as though they were even as God did. And he described it when he called Abraham blessed and the father of many nations when he didn't have a child. And God called him what how he saw him in order to try to get Abraham to see himself the way he caught, was called by God. And so when Abraham started saying, see, seeing who he was and who God, he started saying what God said. Listen, that's why God came to Abraham and he said, Abraham, listen, no longer is your name going to be called Abram, but your name's going to be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. So what I'm trying to get you to do, Abram, is see yourself the way I see you. And the only way you're going to see yourself the way I see you is if you start saying of yourself of what I've said about you. And when you start talking that kind of language and start talking that kind of speech, it starts changing the whole course of your life and everything around it. You might not can see it all. You might not can be, you might not see it the next day, but I'm telling you that word is working. Why? Because no word of God is void of power. And if no word of God is void of power, that word of the flesh, that word that we speak out of our flesh, it's not void of power either. It's producing something. And it's going to produce after its kind because words are containers. The Bible calls words seed. You say, well, it calls the word of God a seed. Well, if the word of God is a seed, wouldn't be the word of the flesh also be a seed? It'd be a seed also. You can plant uh, peas and everything else in your garden, but I guarantee you there's something else coming up in your garden too. Weeds. Things you don't even want. Things you really didn't plant. They'll just come up. You have to fight. Did you know you have to, you have to fight them weeds harder than you have to pamper the other things to make them grow. Because them weeds will take over your garden. So you have to pull them up. You have to poison. You have to do whatever it takes in order to give life or allow that harvest to come forth. You have to stand against the weeds that are trying to grow in your garden to take over your garden to stop it from being productive. It's the same way in our life. We have to guard the weedy words of our, our, the, 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 the the bad seeds that try to come out of our, our mouth in order to protect the harvest of the good seeds that's been coming out of our mouth. That makes any sense to you. So he said, don't let none of that things come out of your mouth, ever come out of your mouth. It says, in other words, it says, let it be a, a, a minister grace to the hearers. And and listen to me, I hear myself speak, like I said earlier, more than anybody else. But anyway, we also need to, uh, uh, husbands and wives, we're to talk. Our, our speech are to be something that's going to produce something good in our lives. Verse 30 says this, and do not grieve. Let, let me let me Let me read a few more scriptures real quick, though. Uh, I, I wrote them down, so by golly, I didn't write them down not to read them. In verse, go to Galatians 4, verse 5. Colossians, I'm sorry. Try Galosh, Galossians. Colossians. <laughs> Galossians. Colossians 4. Verse 5, I know it didn't look right. It says in verse 5 in the New, New King James Version, it says, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Let your speech, I like that, let your speech always be with grace. You know, grace is also a definition for grace is kindness. Is kindness. 
Let your speech always be, uh, always, uh, uh, be with grace and seasoned with salt. Anybody like the salt? I'm a salt fanatic. I don't mean to, I, I, you know, I heard someone, somebody dead, I think it was Ted talking about there's a person used to be dead doctors don't lie. Anybody ever had that, heard that? Of course, that was a cassette back then, wasn't it? And, uh, we, we got that thing, dead doctors don't lie. And of course, Ted was, uh, uh, talk, he, he started having heart issues and everything else. And, and he said, uh, so one doctor told him, he said, heck, cows eat salt. You need a little salt in your body. And you know, salt's good for you as long as you don't overdo it. I'm not telling you if you got high blood pressure to go out there and eat, get, get this salt block and start licking it. And I don't know what I'm saying at all. But the thing about it is, is, is it says this, what, what salt brings out the flavor in something. I tell you what, God, God, please don't ever ask me to quit salt. If you do, I will. But anyway, maybe not. I mean, I don't want you to tell me any. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I don't need to have that conversation with God right now. I'm talking, preaching to y'all. <laughs> I remember uh, years ago, Jesse Duplantis came and preached for us. Y'all know who Jesse is, don't you? And we took him out to eat lunch one time. We was in Waco, I think. We was in Waco, and we're sitting there. And as soon as I got my food, I just grabbed the salt shaker and started putting it on it. He said, Randy, you didn't even taste it. How do you know you need salt? I said, I know I need salt. I just know I need it. I know it ain't got enough salt. I mean, I'll drink, if I drink grapefruit juice or something, I'm salt. I'm putting salt. If I eat watermelon, I got salt. Anybody, watermelon ain't watermelon without salt. I'm just letting you know right now. If you ain't tried salt on it, you do it next time just for me. Cause you won't, you won't eat it again without it. And so he says, let it be seasoned with salt wine because salt brings out a flavor in something. Salt, salt, also here's what salt does. Salt will make you thirsty. And I'm telling you, if your speech is, is, uh, if your speech is, uh, with grace and seasoned with salt, it says that you may have, know how to answer each one. What it does, salt will cause people to be drawn to something or it gives them an appetite for something. And, and, and when you start speaking that way, it literally, and he says, talk to the, uh, that the, uh, may minister grace to the hearers. Let me tell you something. When you start talking and your, your, your speech is with grace and salt, you draw people in. You draw people in. And, uh, I remember going and, and preaching in, uh, Pocatello, Idaho and, uh, preached for Tracy Johnson up there. And, uh, and he told me when he went, he said, and I don't know, I'm not, this is not a brag because I'm not doing that at all. And because I've never heard anybody ever tell me this before. And he told me, he said, I wanted you to come because when he heard me, he said, when you preach, you draw people in. You draw people in. And so uh, I didn't know really what that meant when he was talking about. But literally, when you start talking with grace and with a with a with a season with salt, you start drawing people in. Did you know there's some people want to hear what you have to say if it's something worth hearing? And so he says we need to we need to have a, a speech that literally ministers to people and ministers to ourselves in our own circumstances situation. Amen. And I'm telling you, a peace, there's peace in your speech. You can have peace in your speech. Amen. Ecclesiastes 5. Ecclesiastes 5. And I'm just going to quit. I'm, I know I'm out of time. Ecclesiastes 5. I'm going to let you, you jump up there, uh, uh, Billy. 5, 6. Uh, Ecclesiastes 5. Six. Girl, you, you are quick. Takes me a while to get mine there. It says, do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. 
nor say before the messenger of God that it was an error. Why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the work of your hands? That's five. What was, I'm not going to seven, I don't think. I was, I was uh, going to five. Let's jump back to five. I think. No, you're right. Go back to six. Go to seven. You know more about what's on my notes than I do. For in the multitude of dreams and many words, for in the multitude of dreams and many words, there is also vanity, but fear God. You know, what he was telling him in this, if you'll read it, he said, don't vow or say you're going to do something and don't do it. Don't say you're going to do something and not do it and don't cause your flesh to cause, don't cause your mouth to cause your flesh to sin by not doing it. And when we're talking about words in our speech, sometimes if we're not careful, we'll say we're going to do something and without any intentions of doing it. Ew. What? Come on now. I have people tell me stuff all the time that they never do. Have y'all, anybody had, had, had that happen? Well, I'll do this or I'm going to do that, and they never do it. And so the thing about it is, it says, don't let your mouth cause your flesh to sin because in the multitude of words there's vanity. The thing about it is, our words are power, just like God's word is power. And when we speak, we've got to realize, I always look at, look at it like this, your word is your bond. Your, you remember the days when people could give them their word and give a handshake? Man, you had, uh, that was just a trust. Because they knew if that man told me they're going to do it, they're going to do it. That was integrity. I remember my granddad, he, he used to uh, make vegetables and do vegetables gardens and all. And he, he would have a truck sitting out on the, in, in, in front of his house and, and he had a little money box there. And people would put their money in that box and that truck would sit out there all day long and he'd put that money. You know how long that box would be there today? with money in it, your truck would be gone the next day with all your vegetables. Huh? But he just trusted that people was going to be honest, and they were. He said he never missed a dollar. Never missed a dollar. And so the thing about it is, with our words and what we say, and when we're saying it, listen, uh, basically, here's what sin is. You know what sin is? It says, don't let your mouth cause your, uh, don't let your uh, words cause your flesh to sin, your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Uh, uh, sin means, here's what sin means, just as simple as it can be. Sin means to miss the mark. It means to miss the mark. Don't let your words cause you to miss the mark. Don't let your words cause you to miss your healing. Don't let your words cause you to miss your prosperity. Don't let your words cause you to miss on whatever you're believing God for. Because I'm telling you, your words can literally change the course of what God's doing in your life if you're not careful. That's why he said, please don't ever let those things come out of your mouth. Keep your heart right. Keep your mouth right. Amen. I tell you what, words are powerful. In fact, if you ever said something, oh my God, it made you feel horrible afterwards. Psalms 141, this will quit. Psalms 141.3 says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Proverbs 10.19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but, the, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs 13.3 says, He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. I'm telling you something, good words, kind words, right words are beneficial to your life. Amen. 
So we got to guard and guard our mouth and guard and watch what comes out of our mouth. Amen. And I'm out of time, so I'm going to quit right there. And we, we didn't get out of chapter four. We'll have to start back there next Wednesday night. We'll get through, uh, uh, we'll finish chapter four next week positively. And, uh, but you ought to go ahead and read it because it's powerful the next few verses. I'm telling you, God wants your life good. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we just need to say, shut your mouth. To yourself, by the way. Shut your mouth. Amen. God's good, isn't he?